you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On this episode, we talk to Araya about the spirit of the blue light. We perform tasks around the cut to get the attention of the Warrick, and we challenge Aratok to become chieftain. Welcome to episode 28 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. I'd like to welcome any new listeners and welcome back any returning listeners. Uh, We'd love to hear what you have to say about the show, so you know, please join us in our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. And we have channels dedicated to Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. Uh, spoilers too, so you know, don't be, a, don't be shy. <laughs> Uh, but before we uh, head into what we're talking about today, uh, let's just recap what we talked about on the last episode. So uh, we went to the cut and found out, you know, what these rumors well, actually we didn't find out, but we went to the cut to find out what these rumors of new machines and spirits were about. We met Aratak and uh, went looking for Araya to see if she can tell us more about the spirits and the daemon we keep hearing about. And we learned about something called Project Firebreak, but we don't fully understand what it is yet. Uh, so when we left off, we were actually at the second level of the facility, I'd say. And uh, we walked into the room where Aurea was. And uh, yeah, she's just kind of walking back and forth, panning on the wall, clearly frustrated. She's talking to someone, but ultimately herself, because she's not getting any responses back. And she's asking for it to speak to her so she can help it. And uh, when Aloy shows up, she's actually surprised to see her. And, you know, she's like, no, how did you get up here? There's no way the, the spirit sealed the, uh, the path herself. And then Aloy points out that she used one of Blevin's security devices. And she says she can show Araya how to use it. And Araya's like, yeah, please do. <laughs> so it's one of those turn new turning puzzles that we uh that we're enjoying so far much more than the old time or you know north south east west puzzle <laughs> that up we were down left before. right yeah up down left right however you want to put it and so after aloy solves the puzzle she wakes up the spirit auxiliary channel recovered exploit successful restraints evaded is someone there so the spirit it was a hologram and it's sentient though because it actually called out for Aurea. so it wasn't like a past hologram or like you know something that played before or so it was recorded before, it actually called out for Aurea, but it was forced to disconnect against its will. Uh, it says that the daemon is forcing it to do something, but it couldn't get the full statement out. So now Aurea is very interested in Aloy. She hasn't heard the voice of the spirit for a very long time, and she wants your help in freeing the spirit. But Aloy isn't ready to hop on board just yet. She needs more information. You heard it. Voice of the spirit calling to me from the heights of Thunder's Drum. She was able to throw off the bonds of the daemon for a moment. Because of what you did. Who are you? And what do you want? I'm Aloy. Naltuk sent me. He thought that you could use my help. He was not mistaken. You've been a... revelation. Now I know for certain that the spirit endures... Perhaps together we can find a way to set her free. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I came all this way for answers, and so far, I haven't heard any. It seems to me that you are the answer. But of course, I'll tell you all I can. You seem to have a history with this voice. This... spirit. She saved my life. Here, years ago, during the war with the Karja. A raid scattered my Warak. I was cut off, alone. 
I lured the enemy into the rhyme drifts, hoping to lose them in the mist, but they endured, so I took refuge in this cave. That's when I heard her voice. A spirit of the blue light yet sundered from it. She asked me for aid. She chose me. But I was in no position to help, not with the Karja after me. So she helped me first. By closing a door on the mountain below, one you must have opened to get here. Locked by means similar to those found in this room. What did the spirit want from you? She said she was hurt. Incomplete. She needed bones. Parts not unlike what you'd find in a machine. They were here, in this room. She wanted me to bring them to Thunder's Drum. So I did, and she showed me how to heal her. So began our communion. You had a communion with the spirit? Yes. Inside Thunder's Drum is a room like this one, only larger, with an altar. I went there many times to speak with her. What did she say? She told me she was lost and needed my help. She asked questions about our lands, our tribe. And she listened. With patience. With wisdom. I told her things long kept silent about my family, my dreams, my fears. She never tired of me. Never judged. We kept each other's company. Aurea, what do you think the spirit is? I see. You are not Banuk, and our songs are not familiar to you. You do not know of the blue light. That which struggles to survive in our hearts and animates the machines. The essence of life, and in its purest form. Harmony. As the anger of the machines grows, this light has faded from the world. And the spirits it sustains are stranded. That's what she is. A lost soul. Cut off from what it needs. Lonely. Forsaken. I must help her. We must. I'm not sure if I understand. But I want to. That's all I need. The daemon. What do you know about it? I spoke with the spirit many times. First here. Then inside Thunder's Drum. The last time. She told me she was under attack by something that could not be seen by mortal eyes. Something... evil. She named it the Daemon, and said it needed her power to do what it willed. And she begged me for help, to find a way to destroy her if necessary, to keep it from using her. That was five years ago. I didn't hear her voice again. Until today. What kept you from the spirit, after it begged for help? I went to Artok hoping he could protect her. But the war with the Karja still raged, and before I could reach him, I was ambushed by the Mad Sun King's Kestrels and taken to Meridian in chains. I wasn't able to return to Thunder's Drum until long after the liberation, not until last thaw. Let's see if I've got this straight. We heard two voices. One you call the Spirit, captured somehow by the one you call a daemon. Whatever this daemon is, it's related to the machines and why they've become more dangerous. I want to know how. Both the spirit and the daemon are on a mountain. Thunder's Drum. So why don't we go there and figure out what it all means? We can't. Thunder's Drum is dangerous more than you can imagine. The daemon has secured it. Besides, our talk won't let us go. As chieftain, he controls the pass to the mountain. And he can't be reasoned with. Sounds like you need a new chieftain. Huh. There's an idea that's certain to win us friends. You said you were a hunter. And I'll wager you're not an ordinary one. It's not impossible. Even for an outlander. An Aratok couldn't refuse the challenge if you were known among the Werak. <laughs> Wait, uh... Me? Challenge Aratok? I... I don't want to be chieftain of anything, much less a bunch of Banuk that don't want me. But you want to go to Thunder's Drum, don't you? You heard the spirit. She's suffering, tormented by the daemon. She longs to be free. And perhaps, when released from her bonds, she can give you the answers you seek. I can't believe I'm agreeing to this. Fine. What do I have to do? And so, you know, you talk to Araya and you, know, you do get some information from her. Uh, she came across the spirit while she was running from the Karja during the Red Raids. And it helped her by closing off part of the facility so the Karja couldn't get to her. So that door was open before. That's how Araya got there, obviously. And then the spirit closed the door. 
My question is, how did Araya get up there the second time? Actually, never mind. I think I know how she got up there. Eh, maybe. Maybe. We'll get around to it. Did it did it close them inside or outside? Like, did they cl- it close them in and then they died in there? Like, <laughs> I doubt it. I think it just okay. closed the door so they couldn't get up to Araya like the same way Aloy did. Right. Uh, so, yeah, but it closed them off. But, uh, yeah, so in return, Araya took, I'm going to put it in quotes, bones. The spirit needed to Thunderdrum uh, and uh, it's basically just parts like the machines have. So that gives you an idea what the spirit is. <laughs> and uh, uh, she says, uh, you know, they spoke many times and the spirit wanted to know more about their current world. Or more like, kind of like Hades did when he woke up. You know, he was trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. So Araya believes that the spirit is a spirit of the blue light. And obviously Aloy is skeptical because we've heard this song before. So, uh, so at some point in the last few years, the spirit came under attack by a daemon, and it need what well, the daemon needs the spirit for something, right? It needed the spirit to do what it wanted, uh, and apparently it was pretty bad because the spirit wanted Aurea to destroy it if needed. The spirit was looking for help uh, to to stop the daemon, and so Aurea tried to get Aratok to help, but before she could reach him, uh, she was captured by the Karja. And when she was finally able to get back to Thunder's Drum, that's when, you know, they made their trek to Thunder's Drum and lost all their men. Uh, she says the door was replaced by something they couldn't get past. And, uh, yeah, she came back to this facility after her and Artak couldn't really agree to do what to do what was next. And she was hoping to get some type of guidance or hear the, the voice of the spirit. So, yeah, that's. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I didn't put everything together that it was an AI, so I was like really confused. But they give you all the the information up front. I just wasn't reading the data logs as much as I should have, you know. Well, I, I mean, also, it kind of looks like a like a it, it, it kind of sort of looked like a module that came from Gaia, even though it didn't. It was its own module, but right. I don't know, but clearly it's not human, but it's no, sentient. <laughs> I get that. I thought it was just going to be a recording, though, when I turned it on, and then it started calling for her name, and I was like, oh, snap. Like, that's when, like, my mind was like, things are happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. No, I got you. I thought yeah. you meant, like, after the fact. Okay, cool. No. You still. But I, <laughs> I think it's, it's funny how the AI, I guess, is putting into consideration, like, how times are now and not saying things that are like old, I guess old outdated. That's really weird to say from the old world that Araya would understand. So like, Oh, I need my bones from this facility or something like that, you know? So. Right. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. I mean, technically speaking, even like, well, I don't want to say Hades did the same thing to a degree. Like when he spoke to the shadow Karja, like right. he was very, well, he was doing like, that to trick them. Yeah. He was shooting at the trick them, but he wasn't like, you know, when, when he talked to silence though, he was very technical, you know, this frame only houses intelligence. <laughs> you know, he was also being very short. I'm pretty sure he was frustrated. Yeah. He, he could feel emotions. Uh, so, but, uh, you can actually ask or, um, Aurea about silence. Uh, but she won't tell you anything. She says, whenever his name is mentioned, secrets follow and vanish. And uh, she says she made an oath with the conclave to never talk about what happened with, with silence. So, uh, more non-answers on that. I'm pretty sure this game loves to give you all the information at the end. So, I'm pretty sure we'll, whatever information we can get on silence, it's going to be toward the end of the DLC. So, you know, Aloy, she wants to go to Thunder's Drum, but Araya says they can't because Aratok won't let them pass. And Araya suggests that Aloy challenge Aratok for chieftain of, of the Warak, which Aloy has absolutely no desire to do, but it's the only way. So she agrees to do this. And I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's obviously the, the better course of action having all the information that the characters do not have right now right <laughs> you know but if you're if you're actually living in that moment living in that world it is absolutely nuts that this that this 18 year old is getting ready to become the chieftain of a Warak. right she's gonna 
she she's not Banuk. She doesn't really care about the Banuk. And it's like, she's not going to stay here, obviously. So I guess they're obviously not thinking forward. The most forward they're thinking is we need to get into there. So this is the only option we have. But I feel like the Banuk are so such a proud tribe of people that if she were to take over and then she's like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to hand this back over like they wouldn't just accept that exactly that's the same thing i was thinking like like they're not just gonna be like oh are you gonna give it back to him cool we'll just follow him now like no that right doesn't... that's not how that works that's not how that works you know so yeah that's that's the thing this is the my biggest problem <laughs> with the plot thus far is that she's gonna become the chief in the world she doesn't she, she has she doesn't know anything because i don't think the the nora really teach anything about the other tribes no, we just know that the Banuk have this weird relationship with machines that have to do with blue lights. Exactly. And Aloy only knows that because of the interaction she's had with them so far. Right. There was also a shaman back at camp, I forgot to mention this, that will tell you about the origins of the blue light. I don't know if you had that conversation or had that sit down. I, I did. I was just going to bring it up later, but okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Never mind then. Yeah. No, it's fine. There, there is a, I, I do remember there is a um, kind of like in the Nora camp where mm-hmm. you can sit down and learn about the, 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 the past of the Nora. You can sit down and learn about the origin story according to them of the Manuk. Uh, so, yeah, there is that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so. She's like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it so he can get in the Thunder's drum. Uh, and basically, what Ailey needs to do is get the attention of the other Banuke by completing activities. She can clear a bandit camp. She can get marks at the hunting ground, find pigments, or there's a... I mean, we fixed the tall neck before we went up there, but does she actually mention fixing the tall neck? Like, what does she say about the tall neck? Because that is one of the things that get mentioned. Like, oh, you already fixed the tall neck? Like, people... Yeah, she um, doesn't. She doesn't say the tall neck, but I accidentally clicked something. Like, I accidentally said, like, oh, let's go to Thunder's Drum before, like, finishing the the conversation with her. And uh, it comes back and Aloy's like, oh, yeah, I fixed that tall neck for you. And she's like, oh, that's good. That'll definitely get their attention because I did it before I got there. And that's the only thing time they mention it besides it being in the quest log. Right, so I guess maybe fixing the tall neck isn't one of the three, isn't one of the items that you can do to actually get their attention. Well, they like, say to, do to a, they say do two of these items, so I wonder if it's not even on the list. Oh, they say do two. I thought you only had to do one. So okay, because like I said, it's kind of tough because we had already did it. But like the tall neck, yeah, the tall neck definitely wasn't on the list, and she didn't mention it when she, in her little speech. Yeah, so I wonder if it's because we. It's such a big thing to do because, I mean, we're going to talk about the tall neck in a second, but there's like Banuke that are around it that are dead. And she's like, oh, they must have they must worship this because it's a big machine that doesn't attack, you know, so they probably have like a big thing for the tall neck. I didn't even get that voice line that she says that they must worship this thing. Yeah, you walk across dead Banuke as you're walking up to the tall neck, and she mentions that, oh, there's Banuke here. They they must worship the tall neck or something along um, those lines. Oh, no. Because you know what I actually ended up doing with that tall neck? And this is, I guess, maybe a disadvantage of playing the game before. I already knew there were Glenhawks up there that I didn't feel like dealing with. So I went around the other side of the tall neck. I tied one of them down and I overrode it. So it just kill everything for me. Oh. Over there. Yeah, because they were in front of it. Like when you're just walking straight up to it. I, I don't know if there's other bodies, other places, because there's a lot of aggressive machines in the area. But right. Yeah, we'll come back around to that, you know. So but uh, she also gives you a storm slinger. And that's the type of weapon that she carries. And I don't like it. And I'm going to talk about that shortly. <laughs> I, I didn't even equip it. So. Yeah, I'm not. a Yeah, because you, you didn't have to because you didn't do the hunting grounds. And that's why one of the main reasons I don't like it. But. Yeah, so you have to do these activities. I thought, like I said, I thought it was only one. But if you're saying that you have to do two, then I guess you got to do two. To get the, to get 
enough attention to challenge our attack. So, um, but yeah, so let's start with the hunting trials because these are my least favorite hunting trials in the entire game. Even less than the stealth hunting ground in the jewel. Because they just weren't fun. Um, so first of all, these hunting trials are managed by Lalvuk, I think her name is. And I mentioned her in the last episode, she used to run with the all-female Warwick that eventually broke down due to members dying and being exiled. And uh, the ground is not connected to Hunter's Lodge at all. She actually says she had some Karja medals and she used them to patch holes in her in her armor. Uh, but she says every tribe says that they, you know, say they created the hunting grounds first and then the Karja stole it. And then when Aloy was like, well, who created the hunting grounds first? She's like, we did. And she's like, and then the Karja stole it. She's like, yep. <laughs> you know, so that was kind of funny. But there are three trials. And the trials are all about survival, according to her, which I'm just kind of like, I mean, aren't all the hunting trials about survival to a degree? Because you can die in every one, pretty much. I definitely died in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the control trial is to kill machines with a storm slinger. You got to kill one scrapper, sorry, six scrappers and one ravager. And I'm just not a fan of the storm slinger. I'm not. I hear it gets better once you upgrade it, there is a quest later on to upgrade all of the new weapons you can because it's because there's three total new weapons you can get. Um, and no, I am just not, I am just not a fan of it. Like, I don't like the way it fires, I don't like how often you have to reload it. It's not powerful enough for me, like, you know, so it's a projectile based weapon too, so it has to charge and fire, and sometimes enemies dodge out the way. It's just not a, it's not a fun weapon to use. I would expect a weapon like that to be more powerful than it was, you know. What does it even shoot? Can, electricity. It just... It shoots balls of electricity. <laughs> okay. That's what it does. That's what it shoots, balls of electricity. And maybe on non-demonic stalkers, it's really good because they're very weak. Or maybe even uh, non-demonic long legs. It's really good because they're weak against shock. But for everything else, I'm like, dude, I could have this. I could have killed this thing so much faster if I just froze it and then, you know, used hard point arrows or something. Mm -hmm. Are you able to freeze in that? You as long are. As you I mean, kill it. Okay. So, I mean, I think even the only way I got second place was because I froze everything and then use it. And it basically kills everything pretty quickly. I still didn't get first place. Because like 55 seconds and you got to kill a bunch of stuff. And then the Ravager in that, um, actually, yeah, they say it's a Ravager, but it doesn't shoot. It only melees. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, I was expecting it to like, <laughs> I was expecting it to like shoot and give me some distance between like, so that I could take care of the scrappers first. And no, it just ran up to me <laughs> and it just kept trying to like dive on me. I'm like, come on, man, back up. Give me a little space here. So. Not a fan of that trial. Not a fan of that gun. Uh, the next is the onslaught trial, which there, this battleground, not battleground, sorry, this hunting ground actually has three arenas. And the onslaught trial, you get to go through the three arenas and you have to kill all the machines in a set amount of time. So there's like long legs, watchers, scrappers, ravagers. You just got to kill them in a certain amount of time. And uh, yeah, that's how you get your medals. And I, I only went through it once. I got second place. I was like, I don't feel like doing this again because it's not very fun to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, not, it's not a very fun one. Um, there's also something called the Chieftain Trial, which you cannot do until you're a Chieftain. Spoiler alert, you become a Chieftain. <laughs> but, like, you know, uh, you cannot do this trial until you become a Chieftain. And uh, it's the same as the Onslaught Trial, except with stronger machines. You have to kill two Scorchers, two Bellowbacks, and two Frostclaws in a certain, in a set period of time. Why wouldn't, I mean, I feel like you can have multiple different Warwicks, so you have a bunch of different Chieftains and stuff, but I feel like yeah. it's not common enough to have its own hunting ground for, why wouldn't you just let anyone in there? I guess they don't want people to just go in and be like, yeah, I'm the best, and then die, but. Right, exactly, so. Um, also, you do find out that chieftains get different gear, so there's that too. <laughs> At least with this Warwick. <laughs> but yeah, these these hunting grounds, I wasn't really a fan of. 
they're my least favorite in, in the entire game. So definitely not doing them then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean, besides that though, um you can do the bandit camp, which is the most unique bandit camp in the game. It's also I'm pretty sure it is the largest bandit camp in the game. I was surprised it how many sections. Big. Yes, it had a lot of sections in it. Yeah, it also has a boss fight at the end of it, which is different. So it, it has a boss fight. At the, it's very different. Like largest in the game, boss fight at the end of it. And it also has enemies that can detect Aloy with mm-hmm. these scanner packs on their back. And I'm like, where did they get that from? How the bandits <laughs> get that upgrade? You know? Yeah. I mean, the- I, I could be wrong. But one of the melees that came up that I that I killed, I looked at them and it looked like they had like a blue face too. I was like, is there some Tanakh in here too? A blue face? I don't know. Like we don't know, but I mean, the tribes to the north, as far as we're concerned, are the Banuk and the Asaram. That well, those are the tribes to the north. Well, um, it made me think of what's her name, Ulia, the Tanakh warrior that got oh, away. I, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. they're a southern tribe. Yeah, that's why I was confused. So I could be wrong, but it looked like there was like at least one in there. And I was wondering if, you know, they're bandits. Maybe they just came in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's a long trek to that go is. from. Yeah, because they're, they're a southern tribe, which tells me, you know, that they're a warm climate tribe, you know, too. <laughs> Even though we're supposed to see them in the Forbidden West as well. So maybe we're going to go south. I'm, I'm sure we'll go southwest. But um Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, that that seems like quite the trek to get up to Banuk territory. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but I I made a mental note of it, and then I I couldn't find it again in the recording. Right. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> so yeah, so I was actually I didn't realize how big the camp was. So this is what happened for me. I thought I pulled the entire camp by accident. Like I, that's what I thought. I because I pulled a lot of people. And so, so many that I actually had to back up and I ended up backing up into a place that had demonic, um, scrappers. So, yeah. So, you know, I killed them and like I said, it was a lot of people. So it took a little time. I'm like, okay, let me just go into this bandit camp and find, you know, do what I need to do. And then when I get further into bandit camp, I hear people talking. So I turn the, the, uh, focus on and I, I, my original poll maybe got 60% of the camp. 60%. 60%. There was still a bunch of people in there that I had to fight and kill. You know? Wow, you pulled then, a me there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. So, I kind of wasn't paying attention because I was going into the bandit camp where I was up someplace, and then one of the scanner guys goes off, and I'm like, what's that? And I'm, like, paying attention to him, and then somebody else saw me, and the, uh, it, it alerted the, fir- the whole first part of the camp, so. Oh, see, I went from the south entrance which is an actual entrance. Did you just go over top? I just went over top, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went from the south entrance and there was like a person there and a scanner walked out, did his thing and walked in. So he didn't see me and Aloy was like, oh, they're sc- they, they must be scanning or something along those lines. So I was like, oh, gotta yeah. be careful now. Yeah, yeah, you, can't, you gotta be careful. So I'm sure we'll be seeing more of that in the Forbidden West. But so... The the boss area, like, so after you kill everybody, there is an area for the boss. The boss area alone is almost the size of a bandit camp. Mm-hmm. It's really big. Uh, but when the boss comes out, because he has a little cutscene, he has this ridiculous line. He's like, oh, it, smell, yes, it smells peaceful out here. I hate peace because a lot of people die peacefully. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't that I, I think I, I understand what they were trying to do with that line, but it didn't it doesn't really fall the way I think they thought it was going to fall. Like this guy's supposed to be tough as nails, but he sounds dumb as rocks mm. saying that. <laughs> it just reminded me of a Borderlands like boss, like the stupid yes. stuff that they would say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe, maybe that's what they were going for. I was confused, though, because I was like, he just felt. Like, there is an enemy here, but to be fair, I'm sure bandit camps are very noisy. So, when he was like, Oh, it feels peaceful, it's probably because it was quiet, right? Maybe, uh, maybe, but it, it definitely missed me because I'm like, That is a terrible, <laughs> that's a terrible line. So, he tells his men to search the camp, and they're all skull enemies, but I just killed them silently. I tried to silently kill him, but you can't, you can't silently kill him. 
but the yeah, I mean, he has a flamethrower and a bunch of blaze canisters attached to his armor, like just hanging off. It's like clearly that's what you're supposed to shoot. To, oh, yeah. And but he's still fire resistant too. Like if you shoot him with fire arrows, it's not really going to do anything. But blowing up the blaze canisters does do some uh, some damage to him. I mean, I will say the, this fight is slightly annoying. Like, I do appreciate the fact that you put a boss in a bandit camp, but it's slightly annoying because, one, you're used to killing humans with fire. You know, mm-hmm. so far, the only person who's been resistant to fire that much has been Helis, which it's understandable because he's the chosen of the sun, right? So of course, yeah. He's got willpower that you should <laughs> never pity. <laughs> um, and, uh, th- but this guy, like, he obviously you can't hit him with the fire. Um, he has both close and ranged attacks and he is always attacking. Like he does, like he does not let up that long, you know? So if you're at a distance, he's shooting fireballs and it's at a, a pretty frequent rate. Like even if like he, even if you, he shoots one and you dodge over and you go to pull the, the bowstring back to, to hit him, he's already shooting another one at you. Yeah. Even the blast wire. Cause we know I put blast wire down. Even the blast yeah. wire hardly stunned him. Yeah, I can I can see that, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, and if you're up close, he shoots, shoots, shoots like a stream of fire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, essentially, like, the biggest thing is just blowing up the blaze cont- container because that's clearly how they wanted you to kill him. But, like, yeah, they're all over the place. So. But I do not remember this guy from the first time I played. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I when so you said before, like, oh, yeah, this bandit camp has a boss. I thought it was going to be the machine that they were like digging up or something when I first entered because it was on the south side. So I was like, oh, let me put tripwire um, here, uh, blast wire here. And then that way, when it comes to life, it'll just blow itself up. And it, I had a lot of blast wire to pick up after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't work out this time. Mm-mm. So, but after the fight, you get his flamethrower. So that I forget what it's called. It's not the flame rail. It's a weapon I never use, so I never looked at the name of it. Yeah, I'm pretty set on my weapons. I feel like I'm not going to change them unless it's an upgrade. Right, yeah. I never I never used it, even though they'd probably do well against the fire. Sorry, against the frost claws, even mm-hmm. though you probably have to get closer to a frost claw than you really want to, you know, realistically. But you do get a new weapon. Uh, that's one of the three. So you, now you have a fire weapon, a shock weapon, and I can you can imagine what the last one's going to be. It's going to be frost, which we're going to talk about here shortly. <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing you can do is you can get pigments. Um, so you, I did not get the pigments. I did talk to the person who collects the pigments, mm-hmm. and she wants to like paint a picture. I'm like, that's cool. If I see the pigments, I will grab them. But I wasn't going to go out of my way to get them. But you did go out of your way to get all the pigments. Yeah. So I'm pretty upset about this because they're like, yeah, do two out of the four things. And I was like, okay, I did the tall neck. I'll just go get the pigments. One of the pigments are in the bandit camp. So I ended up doing three out of four things. So, yeah, you you talk to her. She wants pigments. She Her whole thing is how, like, Banuk and Banner, she was cast out because they're too focused on, like, the paintings of the old. So they just repaint over the paintings that are already there, but she wants to look to the here and now and into the future. So that's what, you know, her whole artist thing is about. Right. When you get all of the, the um, pigments and you go back to her, she's ecstatic, of course. And she's like, yeah, come back and I'll have something for you. And you come back and there's like this big painting on that rock, that empty rock. And it's actually a painting of Aloy riding a machine oh it is okay yeah and she's like oh is that me and she's like well it's a warrior that looks like you but yeah (laughs) it was pretty funny because she's like oh you brought all i need like do you just go around stuffing paint in your pockets and she's like honestly i go around filling my pockets with mostly everything and i was like that's so true (laughs) my poor pockets Oh man, yeah, I didn't know that. Like that, like because the other vendors, like or collectors, like that, they didn't give you anything. They don't do anything for you. Oh, oh, and those boxes give you a decent amount of blue gleam. Like I don't care about the other stuff, but the blue the the boxes give blue gleam. So oh, so there is a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's why you have a lot because you mentioned that last time. Honestly, with the blue gleam, the only thing I was even interested in was the 
uh, the regular bow, like the basic bow, because it has the uh, the power up if you hold it for long enough. Ooh, see, I wanted both bow upgrades because I use both of them, the one with the tear blast and then the, the regular. I barely use the tear blast right, right I, in my previous playthrough. I will use the tear blast way more. But in this playthrough, especially once I got the three arrows, I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> like, you know, I will use the tear blast on a machine that I need to tear stuff off immediately, like getting a a uh, disc launcher off of a thunder jaw is immediate. Mm-hmm. You need to launch those things off immediate or it's going to launch you, you yeah. know. So, but other than that, like I would just freeze whatever I was fighting and then damage it, you know. Cuz you I, actually be when you're knocking them off, if you knock them off with the with the hard point arrows, you do damage. R- oh, you know? okay. It doesn't yeah, destroy the, them though? It does. Like it'll oh. knock them off cuz while you're hitting them, you're damaging the machine and then when it knocks it off you do damage versus the terror blast just blows it off right i also like for the precision arrows because i think for bellow backs that's their sack weakness that was a weird thing to say precision damage Hmm. i think i thought it was just i thought it was just damage on the sack i call it the container the container (laughs) that's better (laughs) the container Uh, that holds the frost juice yeah Yeah. oh my gosh (laughs) Yeah, because when I hit it with them, it does the arrow up. That's what I always oh, hit okay. it with. I, I could be I wrong, but I always hit it with the precision the precision arrows. I didn't know. I just put three arrows on and let them fly. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. So no, I, I didn't. I didn't realize that. So, but yeah, there. I don't know. I don't think the precision bow or the sharp shot bow has the power up when you hold it. Because you know what I'm talking about, right? When you hold it long enough, the white circle comes in, and then the reticle splits. I didn't get that one because when I went, the blue, I didn't have enough blue gleam. I forgot to buy after the fact. I forget to uh, get things right. that I should get. I didn't even open yeah. the boxes actually until I was into the next quest in a spot that I couldn't buy. buy. Yeah. 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 So that the warrior bow, I'm pretty sure it's called, like it has a, it, when you pull the bow back, it has a white circle that comes in. And then the reticle will split, and then it will increase the amount of damage done. Like, when I knock three arrows, I can do almost a thousand damage on something. Ooh. Yeah, it does, it does a lot of damage. You just got to have the patience for it, and it really sucks if you miss. Like, it really sucks if you miss. But other than that, like, yeah, they, they make you work for it. But that's now that I know the pigments give you blue gleam, I already got blue gleam. I already have the pigments from the hardest places to get the pigments from. <laughs> So I might as well just go and, and, and get the blue gun. I did forget she gives you boxes. I forgot about that. The so. other ones were upgrades, but I'm also I think like all of the upgrades that you get are like upgrades for the new weapons, right? Like I'm not the gaming for geared up. Yeah. The like the, the the um the attachments. What are they called? The modifications. Thank you. Yep. There we go. Um well, I wouldn't say the modify like you talking the modifications are like for shock and for frost and for fire. So I mean, yeah, they do they do work on the new weapons, but they can also work on your other weapons as long as you're not putting a fire modification on something that doesn't do fire. What? You know? Yeah, so uh, th- that has happened, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so once you do one of those things that we just talked about, then you can actually go and challenge. Our talk for the Warrick. My people have been telling tales of your accomplishments. Seems you have taken a special interest in our stretch of snow, Outlander. Yes. And apparently this is the only way I'll get to see all of it. Is this a challenge? For the Warrick. You? <laughs> this must be a joke. It is not a joke, Aratok. The Outlander's your pawn. And with you backing her claim, I have no choice but to accept. I expected better of you, sister. It was you who forbid me from Thunder's drum, brother. Brother and sister, this is a little more complicated than I thought. 
No, it's simple. You will meet me at the Frost Figures, and I'll put a quick end to this mockery. Artok, he's actually kind of friendly when Aloy approaches. You know, he heard of your accomplishments from his work. And then he's less friendly when she challenges him. He thinks it's like a joke. And then he's even more unfriendly when he finds out that Araya is backing your claim. So he's like, is this for real? Like an outlander? Like, that's my big thing, too. Like, that even should, that should not even be allowed. Mm-hmm. An outlander, somebody who doesn't know Banuke custom to, to challenge you for the control of a Warwick. You know? So, uh, yeah, so that's when Aloy finds out that Aratok is Araya's brother. And, uh, you know, she's not too happy about finding it out in that manner. And Aratok accepts the challenge and he walks off. And Araya was actually surprised that Aratok brought up that they were siblings and says, oh, he must be really angry if you brought that up in front of a stranger. And uh, Raya didn't want Aloy to think of this as a family squabble. So that's why she didn't uh, she didn't say it. But she says, you know, Aratok is keeping me from my destiny. Uh, but she also knew in the back of his head that eventually he'd forgive her. So uh, she does give Aloy a little information on the challenge, says that. Um, and honestly, this is something that Aloy should have asked about first. Right. Like, well, what do I have to do? Like, And she says, well, you have to do these things to challenge him. But no, I mean, what do I have to do in the challenge? I just assumed <laughs> I had to fight him. So I did the same thing I did in the banding camp. I put all this blast wire down because it's like, all right, this is going to be <laughs> my battle arena here. Let me just set up. And he's like, all right, I'll go see me at the frost peak, whatever. Frost figures. Yeah, whatever like, they're called. And I was like, oh, again. So, so you thought they were going to let you fight in a town? Yeah, the Banuk are very, <laughs> this kind of seems like they're down to brawl, you know? No, I mean, the, you thought the developers were going to let you fight in a town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Okay. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, so. Uh, but you know, so basically, what uh, Araya tells her is that her and Aratok will hunt machines in the Frost Figures, and the fastest hunter wins. That's actually not one hundred percent true. We'll get to that though. And uh, you know, she says she'll explain more at the base of the mountain, <laughs> of course. And uh, yeah, so Aloy heads to the Frost Figures and meets with Aratok and Araya. Outlander, I have prevailed over such challenges before, and fear none. But this one. It's foolish. You are not Banuk. You do not understand my responsibilities. I ask you, one hunter to another, withdraw. Will you let us go to Thunderstrom? You haven't seen what's up there, Outlander. I will not risk my sister's life again. Then we better get on with this. So be it. I will bury your insolent claim in the frozen ground. Enough! Let us begin to hunt, to strive. That is the way of the Banuk and of the contest before you. You will climb the frost figures from the east, Aratok from the west. Each trail wends its way through deadly machines. Hunters from the Werak will be posted along the way. They will hail you, calling out machines for you to slay. Your hunt will take you around the ridge to the center where you must descend to the valley for your final kill. Each time, after your prey has fallen, you must launch a beacon such as this so that all our kin will see your progress. Kill machines, launch balloons. Got it. So, the first of us to launch the third balloon wins? Well, yes. But as challenger, your path to victory is harder. If even one of your beacons comes in after Aratox, he prevails. You had your chance, Outlander. So did you. The hunt begins on my mark. Now! So I, mean, I gotta say, Aratok is the most reasonable person here so far. So far. He's been very, very reasonable, right? So yes. the first thing he does is he tries to get Aloy to withdraw. And his request is reasonable. He's like, you don't know anything about us. You don't know anything about our customs. You don't know what I have to do to lead. You know, and she asks, well, will you let us go to Thunder's Drum? And he's like, I'm not going to put my sister's life on the line again. And they was like, well, let's do this thing. I mean, there's no other way to work this out, guys. You right. Know? Yeah. It's like, OK, fine. Don't bring your sister. What about me? Can I go to Thunder's Drum? That's <laughs> the know? thing, too, is is he 
if she did something to prove herself to show like, hey, I'm worthy to go, like, take me. Don't worry about, you know, sacrificing more of your people to go. Right. They should have made her do the trial to get into the Warwick. Yeah. As they should have did, like, as opposed to making her take over the whole thing. I that st- makes more sense. Join the Warwick. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't, so, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, I don't know how anyone agreed to that. Like, like you said, I don't know how it's like custom for an outlander to be able to just challenge who knows nothing. Like, I feel like she has to take a Banuke course. Banuke 101. <laughs> yeah, on Udemy. Skillshare. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I, I agree. So, Rhea, she explains the rules. She says each hunter will have their own route to travel and kill the machines. At each section, they'll need to launch a balloon in the air. There are three balloons that need to be launched to win. For Aloy, <laughs> if Aratok launches any of his three balloons before Aloy, she loses. So if he just gets done like a second earlier in the first spot, which, by the way, he has done this before. So he right. has a, a big advantage as knowing as to knowing like what needs to be done. Um, he, I, I think he, he's probably he's done this multiple times, so he's probably developed the strategy because he's won every time. And so, yeah, like if he launches any of the balloons before her, she will lose. So uh, Araya starts the competition. They both go on their way. Now, there's multiple ways to get up the first path. I think there's a running path and then there's a climbing one. Because if you go straight, you could just climb up and then go over. And then it, I did look to the left a bit and I saw a path that I think you could run up. I went to like more like the right and I feel like it took me really kind of out of the way and then back up. I was like, I should have taken a different path, but they said they all go to the same spot. So whatever. They all do go to the same spot. I don't know. I chose the climbing one because I'm here to play a game. <laughs> that's, that's why I chose the climbing one. Uh, but the first area is filled. Uh, it's a, a herd of longhorns. I think that's the machine, the longhorns. I think so. Uh, protected by long legs and watchers and. Dude, I just I had the sh- the 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 um, sling out, and I just put shock everywhere because every one of those machines just went down as soon as they touched the shock, and then I just killed them, and that was that. Dude, like, how this go for you? I just went in and I started shooting. <laughs> That's <laughs> that a strategy. Was my strategy. As well. I just I was like, I'm at the point of of this game where I've fought these machines a hundred times. I don't need to be sneaky or strategic. I'm just gonna start shooting. And it was fine. Yeah, what I the only thing I was worried about was that if I fought them all like if I just started fighting them, that maybe everything charges me at the same time and my back is like technically speaking to the mountain because you don't have that much space to go. Like it's not a it's not a super small space, but it's not that large either. Yeah, no, they got scared and ran away first. So by um, the time they came back around, the watchers and the long legs were already dead. And then I just oh, okay. yeah, destroyed them. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't even give them a chance. They were still on the ground by the time I killed the long legs and stuff like that. So <laughs> Uh, but not to mention stuff that got put next to a long legs that went down. I would blow up like the breastplate and like, well, one watch oh, just yeah. flew away. Just <laughs> flew away <laughs> when it blew up. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, after you, um, destroy that herd, one of the observers, he, uh, sends a ladder down and now you're able to climb up it and put, you know, get the first balloon up. And as you're putting up your first balloon, so is our attack. The second area was just way easier, in my opinion. There's only two bellow backs that matter. So I went down the zip line, overrode a Ravager. He killed everything else. I did the same everything. thing. <laughs> I was walking up to the to the watcher, and then I looked up and I was like, I don't think it was a Ravager. Was it a, it might have been a sawtooth? Real okay. Well, it was one of the cats. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a Saltus because it was like Watcher Saltus. I think the Ravager was to the left. And I was like, why do the Watcher when I have this guy right here? And destroyed everything. Yeah, whatever it was, it it really kicked the crap out of everything else. <laughs> and then and then once it was done with that, then it helped me take down the bellow back. I finished in less than a minute. That part was over in less than a minute. Here's the thing. I was, I was just running away because I killed the Bellowbacks. I always destroy their frost liquid containers. Yeah. The frost juice. Yeah. The frost yeah, juice. You can say it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can go for the frost juice. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I destroyed those, and then he took care of the rest. And then I was like, okay, you can take care of these small machines and kept running. And I peeked behind me, and then he went back to his path, just walking around in circles because yeah. he killed everything else. Yeah, like, I mean, I, as soon as I killed the second battle back, I just left. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I can hear him in the background just still tearing stuff up, so... <laughs> But uh, so after that, you know, you you get to the second uh, balloon and Aloy can see she has the lead, but only by a little bit. So she makes her way down to the third area and you can tell something's about to happen because they stop the music. The music stops <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> the music stops. So uh, you take the zip line down and Ar- Artok stop. He touches that almost immediately after you. And he's like, something's wrong. Because there should be people down here pushing machines toward us and there's nobody. And as he says that. You got two Banuk getting chased by a frost claw, and they are no longer Banuk. They are spirits now. So, like, <laughs> they, they were gone fast. Uh, frost claw gets them both. And then they're accompanied by two more frost claws, which I'm like, this is quite the escalation. We just went from fighting one to three, not even two, three. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I think we, I talked to Christina earlier, like, I think I, I messed this fight up and apparently she did too. So, cause my default move is to tie down any big machine. That's my, yeah. first, that's my default move. And when you tie down the first frost claw, the second frost claw comes. And when you tie the second frost claw down, the third one comes. If we would have just fought them straight up, we probably would have had more time before each frost claw jumps down to fight. But instead I have three full health frost claws on the, <laughs> in the, on the arena. That's what happened to me. But they were easy. Like the rope cast just kept them down. I only have 30 seconds between it, but keeps them down. I just throw a bunch of those sling boys on them and then rope cast them down again after all of them explode. It was super easy. Right. Well, I ran out of wire as we've been talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely was doing a lot of running, a lot of dodging, uh, lots of shoosting, but I was using the fire sling to keep setting them on fire and soften them up. And that seemed to have worked out pretty well. Uh, so, you know, and I, I did find out why I didn't use this, but I did see stuff as I was running around. First of all, the arena is actually pretty big. And two, there are areas in the arena for crawl spaces where Aloy can get into and move around and hide if she needs to. Like you could literally run and slide right into one while a frost claw is chasing you. That's cool. I didn't move like at all because they were just <laughs> down. So, oh, and I was up, down, left, right, east, west. Like I, I was everywhere. I was basically trying to keep them from, um, to keep them from like grouping up on me because one, like, oh, I did get caught one time because one started doing like the ice attack from its chest and that freezes your feet. So I was like walking and the other one came up and grabbed me and like, you know, grind, like grinded me across his chest. I'm like, oh yeah, God. no more of that. Oh, yeah. boy. So I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have been as mad if he pile drive instead. Right, so, right. Because <laughs> it would have been cooler. Yeah. <laughs> but now I was like, oh, so. But yeah, like once I, I just went and it was trying to keep them separate. They were fighting Aratok too. He was there helping. I'll put quotes on that because he uses the ice rail. And the ice rail has what? Frost against the what? The frost claw. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't help at all. If I was thinking, I would have used that flamethrower from that dude we killed. But I wasn't even thinking about that. I didn't even so. realize we got a weapon. I think it was like, oh, cool weapon. <laughs> I, was, I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too keen on using the new weapons until I like, used new weapons because of my experience with the storm slinger. I was just like, probably not even that good. Yeah, I just went about my business. I'll do it my way. Yeah, so I probably would have been helpful because I had a, quite a few close encounters, you know? So, because you know you're in trouble when the, when the frost claw gets on his hind legs. It's like, uh oh. Right. He means business. So, but uh, after you fought off all the frost claws, other Banuke come down and check on our attack. So it's true. Frost claws from Thunder's Drum. The attack cut short the competition. Naturally, there can be no result. It is void. You saw what she did. She defeated the machines. Not I. It is proven. She's the better hunter. We are Banuk. 
survive, prevail. What else matters? My blood is in your teeth. I take my place behind you on the hunt. No more hunters may make the ascent to Thunder's Drum. The way is closed to all but the chieftain and myself. It is not my place, but I would ask a boon to accompany you and my sister. It might be permitted, but only if you do as I say. No. Only if you do as I say. Thunder's Drum awaits. There's a camp at its base, Long Notch it's called. Meet us there when you're ready. Chieftain. Yeah, not one of them come over to see how you're doing. Of not course one. not. No. <laughs> not one of them come over to see how you're doing. I'm like, where were you guys? I don't know. Three minutes ago? Four <laughs> minutes ago? Like, you couldn't come down here and help? No, they saw what happened to those other two hunters. And they, uh, they're like, nah, we'll nobody, wait. Nobody <laughs> has bows. Yeah, true. Like, just start shooting down there. That would have been helpful. Uh, but so the other hunters are saying that the competition is void because of the Frostclaw attack. And Aratok's like, no, no, no. He says that Aloy was the one that killed the machines. Of course she did because she wasn't using Frost on the Frostclaw. <laughs> and that she is the victor. Which he, he was very gracious and accepting defeat. He said that thing, oh, my blood is in your teeth. I'll follow you on the hunt. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. What does that mean? But he he grabbed her spear too. And he was like bleeding because he grabbed the shard. Like you didn't have to do that, dude. Like you could have just told me. You didn't have to get that yeah. close and grab the sharp end of the spear. Well, one of the things that I'm like, why is she doing this? Because she even like points the, uh, you know, she points the spear at him as he gets closer. But I'm like, he wasn't threatening at all. The way he said, you saw what she did, I guess, kind of sounded threatening. But, like, what could he even then point that to? Like, what did she do? Call the machines? You know, that's not true. He's not going to say that. Right. What yeah, is he like, going to say? Exactly. She, he wasn't being, like, this he's, This guy has been, like, he's only gotten, like, angry once. And that's when you decline to withdraw, you know? So, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's been super calm almost the entire time. Uh, but either way, you know, once he accepts defeat and that makes Aloy the chieftain, uh, Aurea says, no other hunters can go to Thunder's Drum except her and the chieftain. And Aratok, he does ask to come, but Aurea's like, only if you do what I say. And then Aloy's like, no, only if you do what I say, which I'm like, eh, it sounds better. <laughs> yeah. You know. At that point, I was like, heck yeah. Because if Aurea is saying that, it's like, I know you don't want to make it a sibling thing, but that is such a sibling thing to say. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Arataki agrees, and then Araya tells Aloy to meet them in Long Notch, which is right outside of the facility they need to go to. So, yeah, I mean, now you're a chieftain of aware. <laughs> you know, you do get uh, Aratok's gear, so you get uh, some new armor, which I didn't even look at, honestly. I didn't. I didn't I didn't even look at it. Uh, maybe I'll look at it before we record next time and give some thoughts. But um, you do get the ice rail. So when I saw the ice rail, I was like, ooh, this is interesting. You know, because I use frost all the time in my fights. True. And you can freeze up stuff really fast, especially scorchers. Especially scorchers. Ooh, I regret not using it now. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. Because the thing about, like, using the using either the bow like let's say you're using the uh oh man what's the name of that bow that has the elements i forget what the name of the bow is it's not the warrior bow or is it the warrior bow it might be it has the elements on it so you're yeah. using that bow or the ice sling especially on the on the scorchers because they move so fast they move back and forth so fast like you can miss a lot not with the ice rail you just point and shoot <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's that, and it freezes them right up. So, also comes in handy later when you fight another enemy. But we'll we'll get around to that. But uh, the only thing I will say about the ice rail, it chew, it eats a lot of your chill water. I hardly, I don't frost things as much as you do, so I hardly, I have to kind of toss some of my chill water because I have like ten stacks of them. And I'm like, okay, yeah, because it uses fifteen chill water per. Like reload, not reload, but per like when you're resupplying mm. versus I think the sling only uses five, maybe. So, and I maybe the upgrade, oh, I probably now I was gonna say maybe the upgrade 
either uses less chill water or maybe it makes it freeze faster. That's a possibility. I mean, you can also own all the weapons. Like I said, you can throw at least one modification on it. So I just threw like my highest freeze modification on it. And it, it freezes like super fast. Right. So out of all three weapons, this is the only one that I'm really using. Like I actually unequipped my sling because most of the time I use the sling specifically for frost. Like I'll pull it out and then I shoot something. And I see shock at the ground. I'm like, shit. Or, you know, like it's <laughs> the wrong one, you know, but uh, yeah. And except when there's humans around, it's helpful to have out too, because you just use a fire sling and you just bomb them once. And then like, they're just like, oh my goodness, I can't, you know, and so yeah. Yeah, that, that ends the human threat. Yeah. I know I said um before that I don't want to have to switch out weapons every time I go into a battle and I don't even do that. It's like mid battle. I'm switching out weapons and I'm like, man, this is the thing I did not want to do. There's so <laughs> many good weapons in this game to use. It's like, Oh, got to, because I, I don't use my tear blaster that often. Cause I'm never that close to an enemy that I want to take off that many parts. But sometimes right. I'm like, Oh, that's a big one. Let me take off some, like a, a shell Walker or something. Yeah, the the newer machines don't have that much to take off of them. Like the the frost claw, there's not much armor you can pull off of it. The scorcher, it does have the two things sitting on its back that you can get rid of, but yeah. you can easily do that by notching three arrows or three right. hard point arrows. So no, I definitely see what you're saying, especially if it's frosted. Like it's coming off on like one hit. Yeah. So one hit of three arrows to clarify. But uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna end the episode here. In our next episode, we're gonna be marching up to uh, Long Notch and into the actual Firebreak facility. So, but as always, Christina felt pretty confident. I I was kind of feeling myself here after taking down those uh, frost claws as efficiently as I did. Didn't feel so great. A little bit after that, but we'll talk about that next time. But (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the part of the DLC where I started saying, okay, this isn't... I thought it was going to be frustrating, uh, like extra hard. I said that before. But I think this is the part where I was like, okay, I understand how these new machines kind of work. I think I'll be okay moving forward. Storyline's interesting. And I care about these two characters that they just threw at me. So I'm good. Moving forward. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly like both characters both main characters are like good characters to have like you would think Aratak is going to be just like the hard head you know you don't like him like he's constantly getting in your way trying to stop you like a new rush or something like that right but that's not uh that's not the case the, the the worst character right now in the dlc is dodd blevins and we've never <laughs> even met him <laughs> uh i mean wait till you get to uh the the there's what there's a uh no, I was gonna say a DLC. Sorry, there's a side quest where you get to hear even more of him. Uh, so, yeah, just wait. So, uh, but yeah, so like I said, next episode we're gonna head into to head to Long Notch and then to the Fire Break, which will actually be the end of the main story in the DLC, and then after that we're gonna st- cover all the side quests and you know things like that. But uh, yeah, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you want to keep up with what's going on with this show and the other shows on the Mashes Buttons Network, you can follow us on twitter.com slash the Mash Network. Uh, Christine, where can they find you? You can find me at S'mores Pop Tart on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also the host of a podcast on the network called Wondrous Tales. We talk about Final Fantasy 14 content, so main story, events, anything we kind of feel like talking about that week. Right. And you can find me on Twitter at Josh Tradamus. And you can also find me streaming sometimes on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, we love to have you join our Discord. Like I said earlier, mash.gg slash Discord. And, you know, come to us with your comments and questions about the show, about the games. Uh, you know, if you want to, you can also reach out to us on Twitter or you can email us at contact at mash.gg. Uh, if you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review on your favorite podcast plat- podcast platform of choice. And also, you can uh, so, you know support us further by going to mtb.gg slash support, and you can see all the different ways you can help support matches buttons like Patreon, a Teespring store, we have Twitch subscriptions, a bundle of affiliate links, and one-time PayPal donation. 
a link. So, uh, and I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we are done for this episode. We will see you on the next one. See ya. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 